Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. And today we are. Today we're going to talk about Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Mario, not Mario. I'm sorry, I just used the long A sound. Is that posh? <laughs> yes. Yes, sorry, I say Mario, not Mario. What would you say? Mario. Super Mario. Yeah. Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It's Mario. It came out not too long ago, September 18th. And is a time-limited exclusive. So, in theory, this game is only available until March 31st, 2021. I don't believe it. We'll see if they really follow through. They'll follow through. The worst case is they just release it again later. And everyone, no, they, they say face. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is precedent for this, right? Because they did it with... They did it with... There was a Wii version of All-Stars, like the, the 2D All-Stars. And they did something similar with that. So, maybe. So the collection has three games. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. It does not have Super Mario Galaxy 2. Why, Mike? Nintendo just loves money. Nintendo loves money more than they love fun. You know, they, they want to upsell you Galaxy 2 later, surely. Like, you, you know what? Like, rampant speculation time, you know, what's going to happen after March 31st is discontinued and they're going to release Super Mario 3D All-Stars plus Galaxy 2. Too bad if you bought it before, but, you know, you've got the limited edition, so you should be happy. You've got a limited edition. Everyone else gets Galaxy 2. They, they probably won't really do that. They'll just release Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 as a different package. Or they'll just release Galaxy 2 as its own full-priced game. Like, I don't know what they'll do. They'll just do something mildly offensive that prints money. So no free add-on. Which is ridiculous, I know. Why, why would they give it to you for free? It'll be a subscription service. No, no, no. <laughs> I, don't know what I don't know what they'll do, but I'm sure it'll cost you at least $30 and maybe 60 US dollars. And this time-limited release has worked. As of 30th of September, 5.21 million units have been sold. So basically, in the first 12 days, it sold 5.21 million units. Oh my god, is that possible? I hope I'm right there. Everyone did go mad for it. Me being one of them. Yeah, I mean, I bought it too. Though if not for it being the book club game, I wouldn't have. Do you want me to apologise? Nah, it's fine. It was quite fun playing them again. Oh, good. So, the three games have allegedly been remastered in the laziest way possible. They're basically all emulated to some degree. I think, I think Galaxy is only like half emulated. It's, it's something weird like... The actual game code has been natively recompiled to, you know, ARM code. But, like, 
the sound and music are still being emulated. I don't know. There's some funny business going on there. And then 64 and Sunshine are just full on being emulated with some hooks to replace, you know, certain assets with like high res versions and things. So kind of lazy, but I don't know what they're going to, you think, you know, it's like, why put more effort in? Everyone bought it anyway. You know, that's business. Yeah. They made the right choice. (laughs) They made the right choice. I guess it's fair enough. Anyway, rather than talking about the laziness in general, why don't we go and talk about each game? Let's start with Super Mario 64. Released in 1996 for the Nintendo 64. Did you finish it then? Did you finish it now? I did not finish it again now, but I did finish it back then. 120 stars. So I have played this game. I played this game a lot. I I got it when I bought the N64 at the time of its actual release in the UK. So I played this game when it was brand new and like 100%ed it. How did you you 100% this back then? Tenacity. (laughs) You're saying without YouTube walkthroughs (laughs) or IGN wiki guides. Just redial the hotline. Redial the (laughs) hotline. I didn't use the Nintendo Hotline. There probably were guides. There probably there probably was a guide or something in some magazine. Yeah, you had this too, right? You also had an N sixty four. Yeah, I also had an N sixty four. I finished it, but not with one hundred and twenty stars. Only with seventy something stars. And how much of it did you play this time? No, uh, only got around ten stars. Okay, so you, you didn't put much time into this. No, I did not. I'm surprised you put so much time into it. Yeah, I really like 64. Like, I, I got 32 stars. And then, this is a bit weird, right? But I decided to do the MIPS clip because, like, I'm kind of actually familiar with 64 because of speedrunning. You know, like, I've been watching a lot of speedruns over the past 10 years I've been in Hong Kong. You know, like, at Games Done Quick. And they quite often play mario 64 so i've seen mario 64 being played a lot you know like i it's not like this is the first time i've seen the game in decades and there is a clip called the mips clip where you can basically use the bunny you catch down in the basement to clip through a door and get through the 30 star door with only 16 stars so i did that and then used that to get upstairs early so a lot of my 32 stars are actually from the upstairs surprisingly because i just thought i'd want to play some of the later levels just to see more of the game i'd never done the mips clip before incidentally i looked it up on youtube <laughs> anyway so this version 
on the Switch. It's 720p, and it's not widescreen. It's 4 by 3 aspect ratio, which is kind of weird. So there's, there's big black bars to the sides of the screen. But you don't really notice it. You don't really notice it after a while. Like your brain just edits them out. But it's weird that it's not widescreen. Well, I mean, it's not weird because they're just emulating it because they're lazy. It would have been better, yes. Also, it's the Shindo edition. So in Japan, there was actually a re-release of Super Mario 64 that had rumble support and fixed some bugs. So this is that version, which means, yeah, you get rumble, but boo, no infinite backwards long jump and double boo. When you throw Bowser, Mario doesn't say, so long, gay Bowser. He just says, bye bye. Which, you know, big thumbs down from me. I didn't realize you've written down what he actually says. I didn't know that's what he actually said. I assume that's what he's saying. (laughs) I I think I would have preferred it without the rumble and it being the, well, and it being the version I played when I was young. Do you really notice these three minor changes? Well, I think it's sad because like for speed running, the infinite backwards long jump like makes the speed run. So... You know, I, I guess I guess I don't speed run, but I think it's still sad just purely because of that. Anyway, your impressions of this game after twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. The music is still timeless. The music is very good. And Mario is still as nimble as I remember him to be. He does control very well. And the level design actually it's not the level design that's the issue it's the it's the detail it's just everything looks so dull dull there's no vibrancy to everything to anything everything's kind of muted this is interesting because this is not at all what i think really oh, yeah i actually think the opposite like i think it's really in your face like i think it's acceptable because it's super low poly but if it was like really high detailed, it would look ridiculous. Like when you walk into the like the foyer of the castle, have you noticed that like that entire room is painted with like green hills and like bright blue sky and clouds? Like, can you imagine if you actually painted your front room like that? It would be ridiculous. But because everything's so low poly, you're just like, eh, I guess it's okay. Well, I guess the castle is different. Yes, okay. The castle, that's the exception. I I played the first two worlds. And it, it felt like everything was a bit muted compared to how vibrant everything in Galaxy and Sunshine is. I, I don't know. I think muted is a strange choice of word. Like, the colours are not muted. They're bright, vibrant colours. Maybe I should... Um, maybe I just needed to turn the brightness up or something ridiculous. I mean, it looks really muddy. Like, the textures... They've been upscaled, but they still look bad and the geometry is so basic right the, the, the thing is like there's no clutter that's like the thing that's really obviously missing if you if you look at like odyssey there's just so much clutter there's like grass and flowers and butterflies and like grains of pollen and you know there's just like so much stuff and this is like 
here's the ground, it's green. Here's a wall, it's brown. You know, and it's just a flat sheet. There's like nothing on it. So everything is super, super basic, but it's it's still really bright. Like it's a really like in your face green. It's just that the grass is literally like a green polygon. Yes. I mean, that's the thing that really struck me as I played more of it. Like the the level geometry is so basic. Like the levels are small, surprisingly so, and they really just look like test levels. Like, you know, if you go and look at a newer game when they're trying out the mechanics, you know, they will throw together like a basic like grey box level where they just like put together some polygons just to test the mechanics like can the character climb can the character jump like how high can they jump you know they'll put together some like test level like that to try out the way the character moves and that's what a super mario 64 level looks like you know like lethal lava land is literally a tray full of lava with some oddly shaped platforms on it so i mean which i also i think is why it would be very hard to like remake this game because it's not just that it looks basic, it's the actual levels genuinely are basic too. And short of a full-on redesign, you can't really do much about that. And at that point, it's not the same game anymore. I mean, one of the things you do, I don't know, I don't know about you, but the, one, the few things I do remember vividly is the opening sequence and the first level. So like you said, the castle and... What is the the first level called? First Bob-omb of all, Bomb Battlefield. Bomb Battlefield. Is it as you remember it? Yes, but I've seen it in a lot of speedruns as well. Like, but is it as favourable as you know? You you hold this game quite in was it in quite high esteem? Yeah. I mean, does it get to get there? Does it reach the same heights? Yeah, I mean, I really think it does. I think it does a really good job. I mean, you've got to remember, at the time this game came out, 3D platformers were garbage. Like, no one had done a good 3D platformer, particularly the camera. And, you know, for this, you jump out that pipe, you run towards the castle, and then Lakitu, the cameraman, comes down. And so, you know, they've embodied the camera as his little avatar is Lakitu holding a camera on the end of a fishing rod but that helps you you know think okay yeah it's a camera following me and I can try and move him using you know these arrow keys the c-pad or in this case the right stick now and that helps you think okay yeah I'm I'm moving the cameraman so that's of course why the camera behaves like this and it's funny as well, actually, trying to play this now, because I've previously defended the camera in 64 as being good. Like People say, oh, the camera's so bad. And I'm like, the camera's really good, man. Like, what are you talking about? Because the last time I personally played this, the camera was good. Like, it was way better than anything else at the time. But playing it now, the camera's kind of bad. Like, it, it just occasionally does stuff that's really annoying. Or you're fighting with it. Like, there's definitely been times when I've wanted to move it, like, to the right and the cameras wanted to move to the left and so i find myself like moving it to the right while the camera's trying to move itself to the left i'm just like fighting it you know and then it's like fine fine and i move it to the left to the position it wants to go to and it's like yeah fine i can work with this i'll make this jump 
I do quite like how the camera has discrete points. Like you, you shift it. Is it ninety? I don't know something. It's it feels quite discrete. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, I can, know what you mean. It's, it's because it was originally supposed to work with buttons. You know, because the N sixty four only had one analog stick, so you weren't like moving the stick to the right. You were like boop and pushing the button. Yep, and you can also have is it Lakitu's camera and also Mario's. I say Mario's camera. That's what happens when you go close. Yeah, there's like a follow cam, which is really close. You can actually also change it in the menu to lock the camera, so you can literally freeze the camera. But that's basically never useful. Though it's kind of funny to do it sometimes. Just you know, you can you can literally start the level and freeze the camera, and then try and like run over to the other side of the level, and you can just see it panning out further and further and further away to keep Mario in shot. Oh, is that what it does? I distinctly remember doing this as a kid, like going into the vanish cap stage and locking the camera and then jumping down that massive ramp and then Mario being like, you know, two pixels tall at the bottom. To touch on your point about the controls as well, I was pleasantly surprised by how well Mario controlled. Like, I remember when we played Odyssey, you know, I I occasionally had trouble with Mario just not doing what I wanted him to do. And I was saying like, have I just got worse? Or is Odyssey just not as, you know, sharp as 64 was? And then, yeah, I think Odyssey is just not as sharp as 64 was. Like, I had no trouble with doing a long jump in this, you know, whereas occasionally on Odyssey, Mario would just not do a long jump. You know, he would just do a backflip instead. And I'd be like, Mario. So <laughs> I, I feel like this does genuinely control extremely well. Final comment. I've not played any of the, you know, source recompilations for the PC, but by all accounts, they're much better than this. Because, you know, this is 720p, 4x3, 30 frames per second. If you have the ROM and you've got the source code, on the PC, you can build your own version that is like 4K, 60 frames per second, 16 by 9, with high quality textures and model replacements and all sorts of things. So, a bit disappointing that Nintendo didn't do something a bit better, considering they obviously must have the source code. It's true. But, you know, at least it works. And I suppose by being emulated, it is perfectly faithful to how the game was back then. Next up, Super Mario Sunshine. Did you finish it now? Uh, nope. Did I finish it then? Don't think so. Oh, really? No, 
I saw all seven worlds because I remember them. But I don't think I knew that I needed a specific set of shines to get there. So you, you never went into the volcano and got the ending? Oh, 100% no, I didn't go into the volcano. I didn't know that's... No, then I can tell, I can say for sure I didn't finish this game. Yeah, the last world is called Corona Mountain and it's inside the volcano and you've got to fight Bowser in a hot tub. Oh, like, no joke. Know. You literally fight Bowser in a hot tub. I'm just going to check quickly, sorry. Uh, I'm just going to see if I recognise. I may have finished it, but the annoying thing is all these Bowser battles kind of get recycled. So I may have done something similar in another game. Is that possible? I'm not even sure. I don't think it matters. All I know is I wish Nintendo did trophies. So then I'd know for sure. <laughs> even back then, which was a long time ago. So no system did trophies back then. You and your trophies, man. Okay. And how many shines did you get this time? Ten. Ten painful shines. Painful is right, yeah. I mean, I did play this at the time, like back in 2002. Though, it wasn't actually my GameCube, so I I would have played it over the university summer holiday. I did finish it, but I very highly doubt I got 120 shines. And I'm pretty sure I would have just done not much more than was needed to finish the game. And this time, this time I got 32. So I played more of it than you. Though I kind of wish I hadn't. We're we're very negative about this game. But I was playing it literally just before we started recording. So it's fresh in my mind how annoying it is. I wasn't this negative on this game back then. I was very positive about this game before playing 3D All-Stars. Same. Because I know this game is very polarizing. Like a lot of people, a lot of people say it's their favorite and a lot of people say they hate it. And I was in the, I remember this game being really good camp. But now I'm definitely not. This game has 92 on Metacritic. For a Mario game, that is bad. But in general, that's really good. Okay, so pros and cons, right? On the pros side, this game is a massive step up visually. I mean, it's six years later, but, you know, the difference between 64 and Sunshine is huge. Like, it looks almost like it could be a modern game. Yep. And, you know, there are a few surprising visual things in it too. Like, there are these mirrors, I think on, is it Gelato Beach? I don't know. And they've got full-on reflections, right? It's like RTX on. Though obviously I know it's not really working that way. It's just funny, there was like a time period when reflective surfaces genuinely reflected things. Yeah, there was a, a small period where mirrors worked. And then suddenly, yeah. today, mirrors don't work. Unless you've got ray tracing on. Yeah. So why do people not like Mary Sunshine? It just, it just controls really badly. It's like the opposite of... You know, 64, I was saying, it just feels really 
sharp. Like Mario, Mario does exactly what I want him to do. And like, sometimes you die, but it was, it was kind of my fault. Like I may have done something dumb with the camera. I may have walked off the edge. Fine. But like, it was my fault. Like sunshine. So many times I have just died and I've been like, why did that happen? Why did you walk off the edge? Why did you not jump? You know, like Mario just does stuff and I'm like, why did this happen? So a common thing that happens to me is I like to do a backflip in tight spaces and sometimes I'll just walk off the platform instead of executing the backflip. And it's not because I'm bad. Yes. So many times, same thing. Like it's really, if you try and change direction quickly, he kind of like floats from one foot to the other. It's like really weird visually. And like he can't change direction fast. You know, like there's like it's like there's some minimum increment he has to move in the you know in fact, you know what it is, I think. Like if you push the stick a tiny bit in 64 or Galaxy or Odyssey, Mario will actually tiptoe really slowly. And if you slam the stick to its max extent, then he'll move fast. But in like in Sunshine, I think if you move the stick a tiny bit, Mario just doesn't move. And if you move it a little bit further, he just like runs off the edge into his death. You know, he's like, he just doesn't have that fine control. It's, it's like he simultaneously moves too fast and too slow, right? His top speed is kind of slow and you can't, you can't long jump. You can't duck or long jump, which also really threw me because like I actually just long jump all the time in, you know, 64 and Galaxy and Odyssey. It's, uh, long jump is OP though. Well, you can't do it in this. I, you yeah. can kind of belly flop, which is like the other fastest way of moving, but I don't know. So, oh man. Yeah. His top running speed isn't that fast, but he just he just goes from zero to that top running speed so quickly that he just runs off edges and the jumping seems to be unforgiving. Like there's a lot of times when I've, I'm sure I've jumped at the right time, but Mario has just run off the edge. And then, these bad controls are actually exacerbated by the level design. So, a lot of the shines, you go into the world, you do some stuff, and it feels like the sort of thing where in 64 or Galaxy, they just give you the star at that point. But in Sunshine, you instead go into this sort of weird challenge subworld where you lose flood your backpack and you're in a kind of like weird toy blocks platforming section so you don't have your like you know the hover nozzle you can't use that as a crutch and you've just got a bunch of really thin platforms that you have to jump on which of course means that you're just going to run off the edge and die and when you run out of lives game over you've got to go back to the title screen and continue and then you've got to do that whole preamble bit again to get back into this subworld, wasting minutes to get your three or four tries at this thing again it's just like really frustrating isn't isn't that exactly what people praised mario sunshine for though the difficulty the challenge i mean I'm willing to accept that it's just that I've become lame in my old age. Like, it might be that the reason I liked this when I played it as a cocky teenager, 
you know is that I was just better at games or I was just more expecting games to be hard because, you know, games used to be really hard. But to my modern sensibilities, this game is just offensive and disrespectful of my time. I I just don't think it controls well. I think if you had these levels and Mario, you know, his physics were more like 64 or Galaxy or Odyssey, it would be fine. Or even if you had these levels and you just had infinite lives, it would be annoying, but it wouldn't be offensive. But as it is, it's just kind of rude. I mean, I I did play 32 Shines, you know, and I think I was starting to get more into it and remember what it was like. But more than any of the other games in this collection, have I wanted to throw down my controller and shout, this is bullshit. I actually, you know what? I actually think I did shout, this is bullshit at one point. Like literally, I was alone in my flat trying to play one of these stupid levels. And there's several levels where they do this, actually. I think because you were talking about the sandbird and the sandbird also does this where you're on a platform and the platform like rotates and they're expecting you to like walk over the corner of a cube as it's turning. And you're supposed to just know when it's safe to do that. Right? Like how much friction is there on mario's feet like how are you supposed to know when it's like because you couldn't do that in real life right you're just supposed to know when it's okay to do to know to walk over the corner of this cube as it's turning around and several times either i walked slightly too slow and slid off it or i walked slightly too soon and slid off it and i was like this is bullshit and the camera's not helping you the camera's not helping you at all the camera's also just in a really annoying place i mean the camera is the, the camera actually is like a modern camera. It's not controlling in increments. You can literally turn it left and right and zoom it in and out a lot. But you do have to fight the camera sometimes still. So one of the things that is lost in the remaster is that the flood controls aren't controlled by analog controls. Yeah, the GameCube had analog shoulder buttons. So you could choose how powerful you know the flood water spray was by holding in the shoulder button a different amount and if you clicked it all the way in then mario would stand still and in this switch version they just map those two things to two different buttons so r2 i think sprays it at full blast while you're still moving and R1 makes you stand still. It's a bit kludgy. Everyone was complaining that you couldn't use a GameCube controller even though it was a GameCube adapter for the Switch. But then they actually patched this. Like I, I feel like most of the complaints about 3D All-Stars that I saw on the internet were about Sunshine. But then they did patch most of them too. From our perspective, a week ago. So you can use a GameCube controller now at least. And you can also invert the camera controls and the flood controls if you want. Because that was another thing that really threw a lot of people. I thought it threw me, but it turns out I'm just not very good at controlling flood. Again, the music is amazing. Very memorable. Right? Delfino Village, I definitely remember the music for that. Although probably because it's in Mario Maker. Well, Mar- Mario Maker 2 anyway. The, the music in Mario games, though, is 
always good. It's true. And I thought it was clever how they built the levels into existing architectures. What do you mean? So a level is based on a beach. A level is based on a a container yard. Is it a container yard? I don't really know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like a shipping yard. Shipping yard, yeah. I think that's quite different for Mario. Like the, there's a haunted hotel. Is a hotel? Yeah. Hotel Dolphino. I think it works. Yeah, like the level design is, you know, it's not like a grey box test level anymore, right? Again, everything is way more detailed. There's way more clutter, you know. That's why I'm saying it, it looks kind of like a modern game. And the level design is much more like a modern game. Although it's still kind of annoying in places. But yeah, it's it's good. It, it's funny though, because like they look like sandbox levels. But they're not that sandboxy a lot of the time. Like, you know, you you kind of like choose which shine at the start. And that sets up the level in a particular way. And I think the only shine you can get is the shine you've picked. I mean, I'm not 100% sure that's true, but it feels like that's the case. But yeah, you know, on the whole, level design, good. I liked it. And Delfino Square, the hub, also pretty good on the whole. You know, I, I like hub worlds. I really like the castle and the secrets in the castle. And Delfino Square does that too. I mean, even more so in a way. Like, you don't know where the levels are. You know, they're just like, surprise, this pipe is a whole world. That's pretty nice. You know, for you to explore this space and, and find stuff. Okay. So, I've got a specific memorable moment. You've got one too. Yep. Mine is the Pachinko level. Have you played that? Of course I have. Not this time around, but last time around I did. And you really ask yourself, are you guys for real? Are you for real? Are you really asking us to do this? Exactly. It was like... Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Like, I didn't remember this level from the first playthrough. Like, I knew there were secret stars or shines, but I didn't know exactly where they were. And then I found this one, you know, by riding the boat and jumping on the bridge. And I was really proud of myself. And I thought, oh, it's a pachinko machine. I don't remember this. Fury, fury and anger. Like, this level is just crazy. I, what were they thinking when they made this? Because it like it screws up the physics. Like you know, Mario doesn't behave like he normally behaves, so you can't even like reason about how you're supposed to try and control Mario. Like I was trying to use the hover nozzle to like guide him into these different like buckets in the pachinko machine, but Mario would just randomly like overshoot or undershoot in a way that made no sense to me compared to how he normally controls, and just fall out the chute at the bottom and die. And then I lost all my lives. And then I had to ride the boat again to get back into Pachinko Machine. And after the second time of doing this and losing all my lives, I was like, you know what? I don't need this shine. Good. Not worth. So my memorable moment isn't a, a you know, a moment where it was just really tough. It was just a weird boss encounter that I, I had. I don't know if it, even know if it's a boss, but in the shipyard, 
you're tugging the tentacles off the squid. And I had to think twice before really doing it because I thought, is this game really doing asking me to do this? Yeah, like there's a giant squid and you need to like pull its snout or something. There's like a cork in its mouth. You're trying to pull that. But when you try and do that, it slaps you with its tentacles. And then you are meant to grab the tentacles and literally rip off the tentacle. Yes. That is so... You, you would not do that today. I, no. I can't believe this was, you know... I, I also made note of this in my own personal notes about this game. Like I was, I was also so shocked. I was like, you ripped off its arm. You know, if this was in a modern Mario game... You'd like pull the tentacle and you'd let go and it would like spring back and slap it in its face or something, right? And stun it. You wouldn't rip off its arm. Yeah. Brutal. And then one last thing, which is your comment you made right at the start about needing specific shines to finish the game. So I checked this. You need to get all of the shines where you beat Shadow Mario, which is always the seventh shine in each level. And I think there are seven levels. So that means like 49 shines, technically minimum, to finish the game. Yes. Which is actually the lowest number for any of the games in this collection, which is interesting. But they don't tell you that. And it's actually kind of... Well, it's kind of weird, right? Because there's all these blue coins which you're collecting to get more shines. And I don't know about you, I was just assuming it was get 70 shines to unlock the ending because that's how 64 worked. And Galaxy, I think, is similar, but it's only 60 shines. But it's not. It's literally you have to get these specific 49 shines to finish the game. And all the shines you get from like these secret levels or from blue coins or whatever meaningless they only matter if you're going for a hundred percent it's really weird because the blue coins are kind of annoying you know like before i felt like i should try and get them because it's like well at least it's helping me finish the game and it's really not anyway so to summarize my feelings on sunshine i you know i know it's the controversial one in my memory it was pretty good playing it now it's really frustrating and kind of bad it really kind of is i mean, I, I think it's just the experience of playing it back to back with 64 because i played them in chronological order and yeah it, it just really drove me crazy i mean i do get that nintendo don't like to just make the same game again they always want to put a different twist on it, try something new. And, you know, they didn't want to just make Super Mario 128 after 64. They wanted to make something different. And so they, they did the flood backpack and they made sunshine. And I get why they did it. But I kind of think now the hate is kind of justified. Like before I was thinking, oh, it's just because people wanted Super Mario 128 and they got flood. But it's still a good game. And now I think this game has many, many problems. This game is actually very flawed. So, rose tinted glasses, thoroughly thrown away. Hi, 
Let's move on to Super Mario Galaxy. AKA the good one. The great one. Did you finish this one now? Nope. I got 60 stars this time round. That's enough to finish it though. Uh, It is actually. But you didn't finish it. No, I didn't finish it. And did you finish it then? Yep, I finished it then. This really confused me. Because I know this is on your backlog as a game you wanted to play. I thought you hadn't played this on the Wii. And that's why you were so excited for this remaster. Because you were like, I can't play it in 480p now. But you played and finished this back in 2007. But I didn't get 120 stars and I don't feel like I had the complete experience and that's something I've never really understood with Mario games is when do you finish Mario so you're gonna keep playing this yeah I'm gonna try and get 120 because how how many stars are are in this game 242 ish was it 241 I don't know Something like that. How many did you get? Okay, so this time I got 50, which is more than I got in 64 or Sunshine, despite the fact that I actually played this one more recently. But yeah, I was actually having fun. <laughs> like I, I was actually enjoying it <laughs> unexpectedly. So I just played more. Yeah. Back in the day, I actually, I actually turned on the Wii to check this. So I got 120 stars as Mario and I got one star as Luigi because after you complete the game as Mario you can actually play the game through again as Luigi and I think if you get 120 stars with both there's one extra star that unlocks hence 241 or 242 I don't know because I didn't do that but yeah you're right I'm still calling it 100% I did it all with Mario it's official. 100% is 120 stars with Mario. That's right. I'm calling it now. This game is totally how I imagined it in my head. <laughs> you didn't have to imagine it in your head, though. You played it. <laughs> I remember trying to... Well, totally how you imagined it would be in high def, I guess. Yeah, because I tried picking it up again on the Wii and it was painful no no matter what cable I tried to use to connect the Wii to my TV it looked crappy I paid for component cables I, I actually have a Wii component cable as well but yeah it's still 480p it's just not 480 it, it just changes it from 480i to 480p so it's still kind of bad or is it 576i it probably depends if you're PAL or NTSC whatever so yeah, in this remastered version, 1080p, 60 frames per second. Though there is some really obvious like color banding on gradients, which is weird. I don't know where that's come from. I did Google it. It seems that like it's not just me that gets this. I thought it could just be the TV, but it just seems to be a thing about this remaster. It's not a big deal, really. So the first thing I noticed is that Mario's really responsive compared to Mario in Mario Sunshine. 
Yeah. Like Mario actually controls the way you think he should control. Like again, this might be this might be like biased because this is obviously a more recent Mario game and he controls in this one like you'd expect Mario to control from the ones we played recently. But yeah, in this one he does what you expect him to do. I had like no frustrations at all with the controls this time round. And like when you flub a jump, the spin move it gives you a little bit of extra height and a bit more control to your jump is a much better crutch than the hover nozzle as well. So like the game is just all round much less frustrating or maybe it's just much easier, but it's, it's also much more fun. So how did you find the camera this time round? I mean, the camera, it depends how you look at it, right? On the one hand, you could say it's good because it does a good job of following you in an intuitive way and your controls work the way you'd kind of expect them to even though you're like running upside down and through all sorts of weird loop-de-loops and everything but on the other hand you could also say it's really frustrating and terrible because most of the time it won't let you move the camera it really blocks you i started to forget i could even move the camera like you know i started ignoring the fact that i could move the camera because most of the time you can't even do it it's a surprise when it does let you do it it really tries to be clever and guide you or force you to look where it wants you to look, which is good, I guess. It's funny because it probably is contributing a lot to reducing the frustration. Like net net, I think it is reducing the frustration by being so restrictive because like, well, I personally didn't experience this so much in 64 because there's nowhere everything is in 64, but in Sunshine, certainly, there were times when I was like, where do I go? What am I even supposed to do? You know, and in this, you're much more railroaded. Like, you know, it's always kind of like pointing, hey, you want to kind of go this way? You know, so you never feel that like sense of like, what on earth am I doing? There are actual arrows in the levels and it feels like there are a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. There's, yeah, there's literal arrows and like big glowing things. We're like, hey, look at this. This thing's important. Yeah. It really feels like Galaxy is the precursor to Odyssey. Especially with like the spring power up, the bee power up, the ghost power up. Oh yes, yeah. The ice power up. There's I didn't really notice this until you said it. But yeah. Like they clearly wanted to give Mario all sorts of ludicrous power ups and it's not like the Fire Flower was in the old games of the Raccoon Suit or something. It's very situational. You're like, we've got a particular set-piece moment where you're going to be a spring. Here's a spring mushroom that we invented. You know, they didn't want to have to keep inventing new kinds of mushrooms. Hence, Cappy in Odyssey. So, yeah, interesting. Hadn't noticed that, but it makes total sense now you say it. That, you know, this is the direction they were trending. Also wanted to say... That it's better than Mario Odyssey? Possibly. Controversial. You say that, but you agree. Ooh, do I agree? It's a tough one. I mean, it's really good. But it's a different kind of game. But, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe it's a case of, I think I want that, but what I actually want is this. It's true. Because, like, you know, I always say I like the sandbox ones. I want a sandbox game. But who's got time for that? You know, 
this is like just the hits. This is just the good bits. It's very focused. You know, it there you fly into a galaxy, as they call it, which superficially looks like one of the sandbox worlds from 64 or Sunshine or Odyssey, but it's not. Right? A lot of the time you pick a star, and although you're flying into the same like overall world space, the actual level that's accessible to you is totally different for each star. It's literally like a completely different level. And so it's not a sandbox at all this time around. But maybe that's not a bad thing. It's good to be more curated, to have a more curated experience. It's not, I don't like the idea of I turn a corner, I get a moon. I turn another corner, I get another moon. I turn five corners, I got five moons. Yeah, Odyssey was literally just like a shotgun to the face full of moons. Like there was just, there were just so many moons. And it's to the point where they didn't feel special anymore. They were like, you kicked a rock. Congratulations, you got a moon. You know, it's, yeah, there were just so many. And it cheapened the whole thing. I feel we must call out the music. I mean, we've called out the music for all, all three of them. But I mean, it's the best here, right? I think that is true, yeah. I'm just thinking like the real bangers, right, from each game. Like you've got Bob on Battlefield in 64, Total Tune. And I, I do remember the other 64 songs. Sunshine, I only really remember like the Delfino Plaza music. I don't really remember anything else, honestly. And then Galaxy, yeah, excellent, all of it. Although I might be getting some of it mixed up with Galaxy 2, which is also, like, really excellent. But sadly, it's not in this collection. So basically, we both agree, this game is the best by a huge margin. And it's best on Switch. Because there are no waggle controls. Oh, man. Totally. It, it, again, it's just so much more civilised pushing the button to do the spin because you know i said i booted up the wii to check you know what my star counts were on the wii and i thought you know what i'm gonna try and play a bit and i was really confused at first because i was like okay here's a remote here's a nunchuck right so this one's jump this one's shoot the star bits this one's crouch this one's reset the camera which button is it to do the spin and then i was like oh yeah i've got to waggle the remote like i'd actually forgotten and i was like I can't believe we actually thought this was a good idea. So, pushing the button, so much better. Wait, wait, wait. How did you play this? Did you play this in handheld mode or did you play this in docked mode? I played this docked with a pro controller. So how do you do the pointer? So, with the pro controller, if you press R1, the pointer snaps to the center of the screen and then you can move it using the gyroscopic controls like you tilt the pro controller to move the pointer and it works surprisingly well so i played this in handheld mode and i just used the touch screen it felt like i was cheating it was amazing i didn't care if you're in handheld mode how do you do the ones that are like you know there are certain stars that use motion controls like i think there's one where you're standing on a giant ball or you're like steering a squid or something you're riding on the back i i can't remember but like you know you have to hold the 
Wiimote up and like tilt it or hold it and like turn it? You know, how do they work in handheld mode? You just tilt the switch. Okay. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. I do think maybe playing it with two Joy-Cons is going to be the closest to the original experience. Because I guess then you can point one of the Joy-Cons at the screen. But I didn't actually try that. I was happy with the Pro Controller. And then like, I guess one more observation then that really cements it in my mind as it being a modern game. So there's still technically a life counter. But the game just gives you so many lives. The game is just like shoving lives down your throat. It's like impossible. I mean, impossible is a strong word, but it's it's very hard to run out of lives, right? Because you get a life for every 50 star bits and also every 50 coins, but there's just so many star bits. You can just like wave the pointer over the screen and collect 50 star bits. So you're getting loads and loads of lives all the time. So running out of lives is never really a big concern unlike sunshine and the other thing i noticed that was interesting like i i don't remember picking up on this in the past was often you can kill enemies by either jumping on them or spinning into them and if you spin into them they give you star bits but if you stomp on them they give you a coin so that's an interesting kind of mastery self-imposed difficulty curve kind of thing because you know your high score is based on the number of coins you got in the level so if you're going for the high score you're going to be wanting to stomp on everything which is harder than spinning and also it gives you some control because you know if you're running out of health and you want a coin then you can deliberately try and go for the stomp to get the coin to replenish your health though it's like risk reward because obviously the stomp is harder and you're already low on health I thought it was good game design. Good 21st century game design. Agreed. Shall we summarise the collection? Let's do it. So I bought this for Mario Galaxy and I was not disappointed. So how did you rank these? I thought I was going to controversially say something like 64 is still the best, but no. (laughs) I would say the weakest one in the collection is definitely Sunshine, in my personal opinion. So I would put Sunshine third. It was controversial in its day and is frustrating to play now so second is 64 it was amazing for its time but it has aged poorly the graphics being bad obviously i expected but i was surprised how simplistic the level design was like i actually think the level design has aged in a surprising way Maybe not every level, like some of them like Bomb and Battlefield are still good, but some of the levels are just so basic. And then Galaxy. Galaxy holds up really well. Galaxy was a great game in its day, and it's still a great game now, surprisingly. The motion controls, kind of a weird anachronism, but 
you can bypass most of them now, so it's much easier to live with. What's your ranking? Pretty, pretty much the same. I mean, there was a moment when I would, where I thought about putting Sunshine second because its levels are more interesting, but it's just too frustrating. You're right. It's really interesting playing them back to back. And I probably am being too generous to 64. I really have a, you know, a soft spot for 64. So next up. So next up, because of course we're going to play it. Unless it's delayed again. Cyberpunk 2077. As of the moment we record this podcast, the game is not out. And it's already been delayed multiple times. But they double super promised no returns that it's coming out on December 10th. Is there a chance that this is a bad game? Then we can just lambast it on the podcast. It's still going to be the book club app. Can you imagine if it's really terrible? If it's like a shocker? Have a field day. It'll be amazing. Like Daikatana? <laughs> yeah, if it does a Daikatana. I don't think it will. Nope. So the next book club game, barring any unexpected delays, Cyberpunk 2077. The book club ep for it will be in 2021. No book club episode in December 2020. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else. Reddit. Slash r slash Lost Levels Club. So Mike, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that I finally finished Divinity Original Sin 2. Years later, after it came out. Like, maybe this story will be in a future episode. I started playing it co-op with a friend when this game first came out. We played like an hour of it. And then never got back to it until now. So... Played the entire game co-op with a friend. Took 95 hours, but we finished it. So I'm grateful I finally got that done. So Michael says bye. Bye Bye-bye.